Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Support WrestleTalk! Give us a subscribe. Making their way to the ring at a combined weight of undeniably sexy, hailing from London, the Wrestle Ramble Podcast! Hello and welcome to the Wrestle Ramble Podcast. I am Ollie Davis and I'm joined by Luca Hello, Swaft Nation, and a happy Friday. That's right, it's a day early because we're talking all sorts of Dominion stuff today, which is tomorrow. How the devil are you, Oliver Davis? I'm really excited. That's what I am. Uh, I've got a 10K run tomorrow morning, if everyone's... Because uh, we haven't really been able to talk about Wrestle Talk Get Better, seeing that you did Wrestle Talk Get Kidnapped for a bit. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I've, I'm, uh, I'm doing my first proper run. I've never physically travelled this far in under an hour without a car wow. or a bike. Form of form of wheels. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm looking forward are you to ex- that. Are you excited for it? I am, actually. I'm not yeah. nervous at all. Uh, that might change do you, do you when I'm a- in the 15 minutes beforehand and I suddenly need to crap myself. Are you doing um, podcasts or music? Um, I'm actually... <laughs> this is going to make me sound like a tit... I'm actually meditating. <laughs> <laughs> so the, my meditation app I use has just, like, just coincidentally, a week after I start running, because of the marathon thing I signed up for, they release all these running meditation apps in conjunction with Nike. So I'm like, well, I'll give it a go. And I did it, and I was like, that is actually more effective than music and podcasts. So podcasts, I, you have to be, for me, I have to be really interested in what they're talking about otherwise i'm just focusing on how crap everything feels and music i slow down for slow bits of songs and speed up so it's it i don't think that's i haven't found a way around that yet so because if you just played nothing but slayer you're going yeah full pelt. keeping my mind in my feet and counting the steps that's where it's at it's actually pretty soothing after a while you forget where you are. Sounds you, uh, Your ego great. dissolves. Yeah. Sounds great. What are you doing? Oh, we're, we're hanging out tomorrow. We're hanging out tomorrow night. You and I are going to an Aperol Spritz event over in Shoreditch, I believe. So it's very, mm. very uh, poncy East London. Trendy. Trendy is actually the word I should have used, yes. Um, so that should be quite fun. I'm looking forward to it, actually. With our wags. With our wags. Going to go and hang out for a bit. I'm really looking forward to that. And then Sunday, I think we're going to be doing some house stuff, uh, taking some stuff down to the tip. All that kind of sexy you jazz. do that all the time. Well, the that's because we are, we are building a house from scratch, more or less. Um, and we've That a- is a massive overstatement. 
well, the house yeah, is there. The house is there, but we have had to tear everything out of it and start again from scratch. Um, and we still have so it not finished. from scratch. Well, it is from scratch. We haven't torn down the foundation. It just sounds like you're lit. If you say I'm building a house from scratch, you say I am. I am sort of laying it down brick by brick. Yeah, like, it needs to be the inside of the house. We're completely revamping. Fine. Well, That's we'll, a better we'll, way of we'll saying it. We'll put it that way. That if you want to be a pedant like about it. Into the forest with the, with some cement. No, that's what my brother does. I'm not interested in doing that. Um, but yeah, so, and then we're going to be doing that on Sunday, I would imagine. Should we describe what this Aperol Spritz thing is? Because I think we're underselling it. It's going to have... So Aperol Spritz, I don't know how big a thing it is in the States. I hadn't heard of it until two Christmases ago. Yeah, so it's a popular Italian liqueur i believe some kind of fizzy orange yeah orange and uh it's been a thing forever but it's mainly a holiday thing um for me italians i presume it's all the time and it's only really become a thing over here in the last two years they were sense um obviously i wasn't there but they were quite frequent in dubrovnik as well right yeah very european it seems and now because they're kind of they're trying to brand everything over here now and do these little cool events they have turned a part of my girlfriend's work. So this is where she works and they've hired it out. Uh, they have, they've made a little area where it is Aperol Spritz and the Aperol Spritz Lake. And you get on boats and you kind of go is around Because oh, I'll be honest, you, your, your girlfriend did forward this across to us in our little Facebook chat group thing. And I was like, cool, because my wife loves Aperol mm. Spritz. And I was like, well, this sounds like it's going to be a really wicked day. But actually, when you click into the, the time review of it, of like what's going to happen, and their own website, it doesn't really tell you what it is. Yeah. So I, I was going because you guys had said you were going and we were going to join you. But it's a very, bo- very bad at telling you what the actual event is. I only know because she works there and she's taken pictures. <laughs> That's handy. Yeah. Maybe they want to treat it like secret cinema. Mm. And they don't want you mm. to actually see... You want to be surprised by what happens. But then we've just put this out on a podcast and ruined it for everyone. And everyone listens to this. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, that, but, so that'll be fun. That'll yes, be fun. that will be fun. Have you got any plans for Sunday? Not in my head, no. Catching up on Dominion? Well, I'm going to watch Dominion on Saturday. Yeah, but, but the problem is, though, you've got like a run and then you've got an evening thing. And there's like six hours worth of show. But it will start at eight, so it'll finish well, at four. But well, what time is your run? Uh, it's at nine, and I'll finish it by like nine o five. That's what I mean. How long ten k's take, right? Yeah, it's just, it's a lot to cram I'll in. I'll be back by half ten. Okay, fair yeah. enough. All right, fair enough. Uh, but do you want to hear some correspondence? Because I know you've got um, something to tell us in the Head outro. So I've got some correspondence here. First up, Benjamin S got in touch for some agony arts. <gasps> I forgot this was a segment. Agony Arts Masters right of the Agony Arts Absolute Agony Arts Yes I said the wrong thing Yes So Hello Ollie and Luke I'm a huge pod swafter And I have learned You two are masters Of the Agony Arts I have a major dilemma In my life And maybe you guys Can help mm. out So I'm almost 20 And haven't been able To get a job Better than a cooking gig At a local fast food restaurant What makes it worse Is that I live in a small town So business is pretty limited And where I work Is the only place That'll hire high school graduates I'd get out of this town If I could actually drive too But I failed Every single test I've ever taken I'm socially awkward Even my only uh, I'm sorry I'm I'm socially 
I'm socially <laughs> awkward. Even my only other co-worker just about absolutely hates my guts. I have repressed lust for one of my best friends too. She's athletic, smart, and a gorgeous Southern belle. I love her, but I've been friend-zoned real hard, and it's almost impossible to get out of there. She's my only real-life friend, besides this one kid who I'm pretty sure is only hanging around with me because he's a bit slower. I guess he's the only one that can really tolerate me, and what makes all of this worse is I live in a pineapple under the sea. Hope you can help make some consistent agony arts for yourself. God damn it. So I got that email just before I was captured, um, and it really, really made me laugh, and I've been looking forward to doing that on the podcast. <laughs> I was struggling. to Because I was thinking... Well, I, I've got some funny things I can say, but now it's gone a bit serious, and I feel really <laughs> sorry for the poor chap. What? What? Okay, so this is SpongeBob SquarePants. <laughs> SpongeBob SquarePants. What, what were you gonna say? Because I imagine you read it as legit first off. Were you trying yes. to think in your head, what can I say to this guy as advice? Well, exactly. So I was like, man, save up the money you get and get a train. Like you know, yeah. you're trying to find your next like you're just a small town girl. You know, just get on a train to anywhere. Like that's what I would have suggested as a, as a bit of advice. I was thinking, just never act on that feeling for the girl because it's not actual love. It's oh. it's like horny teenageness. He's We've 20, all been there. He's twenty years old though. It's more he said than a nearly feeling. twenty. He said nearly twenty. I suppose yeah. Any relationship you have before the age of 25 do you know your actual frontal cortex is not fully online until you're 25 i met my wife when i was 25 actually well i'm I rather like we started yeah well, I know. Yeah, yeah yeah i know yeah that's why i said this <laughs> <laughs> no it's but like you weren't with her so and, and the same with me i met my lady partner when i was 19 but we were very hardly knew each other knew of her but we didn't get together till we were 25. Mm. And that's when I think that's when you're actually 20s are a hard decade because you have to make it by yourself. But then what do you make of those who are high school sweethearts that marry like the first person that they ever sort of fell in love with? That Maybe is, a university crush. That is super sweet. But you don't buy it. I do buy it. I just think that, you know, you should experience more of the world. I if I stayed with all the same, I was going to say with all the same friends I have, with all the like, <laughs> which which you have done <laughs> since I was twelve. But I've got you. I've added like other people. But if I said like, I see those occasionally. I am with my girlfriend, a good and you, like ninety percent of my time. Uh, and if I was around someone that much from the age of fifteen. I, you just don't you stop changing as a person as much as you would and I think you no one wants to be the person they are when they're 15 no I, I it's not the way for me at least okay but there are multiple sizes for everyone aren't there absolutely uh, we've got another email here I've got a couple more to go through uh, Chet DeHart said hey lads uh, this is back from when we were at Raw and Smackdown um, I also saw the cheeky Nando sign. Haha, <laughs> it's a joke our generation can keep. <laughs> a good mate of mine from Prague recently moved to Baltimore in the States. Surprisingly, there are a number of Nandos there and in Washington, D.C. I went berserk to know about this. My twin and I were in America, rushed to, uh, rushed to there. We needed our Perry Perry and Halloumi. Hashtag yes, please. Just had to drop in that footnote. Pardon if I'm being asinine messaging over my, uh, Nandos. My mates and twins also uh, all lost it in laughs when seeing the sign. I told them the sign had been on air before. Cheers, guys. I'm always tuning in. Love the pod. All the press you are. Uh, all the press you all creative. That's probably um, 
bit of autocorrect there. I'll run into you at the cinema soon. Enjoy Deadpool. Have you seen Deadpool 2 yet? I have. It was very funny. Yeah. Loved it. I had feels as well. I think you'll, you'll hate it. Well, I mean, I got told that it, I, if you didn't enjoy the first one, you probably wouldn't have enjoyed... It's the same, but slightly not as good. But I like Terry Crews. And, and... Small role. And I really like uh, your man from Catastrophe. Yes. Small role again. Oh. I thought it would be more of a team-up movie. That's my fault. And partly the trailers. It's not a team-up movie. That's one gag for ten minutes. Okay. I like Josh Brolin. Josh Brolin's fantastic in it. Uh, but I don't like Ryan Reynolds or TJ Miller. Or Deadpool. Or Deadpool, more importantly. Yeah, big part of the movie. That I, yeah. I really enjoyed it. Was, without spoilers, was the post-credit sequence as brilliant as everyone's made it out to be? It's really funny, right? But I'd, as much as I love funny stuff, the whole film's funny. I prefer end credit sequences to be a super big cliffhanger. The best end credit sequence ever is Fast and the Furious 6. I think it's 6 is... When Jason Statham, I've given it away. When Jason Statham runs down the Japanese guy, yeah, because that's like, oh my god, that is the that is the go home angle for a Raw for the big pay per view, which is the movie that's released in two years. Uh, I I don't like when people said it's so funny and it's also the best, like it's seriously the best. I was expecting, okay, so it's gonna be really funny, and Charles Xavier is gonna turn up and set up a new universe. Yeah. And it's ju- it's just very funny. It's very funny, but it's just very funny. just very funny. Well, we've got one uh, last email because this one is timely from our friend Phil Panabianco. This is our running man. Ooh, um, to coin a uh, an eighties movie term. <laughs> uh, hello, Luke. Uh, how's your vacation going? Well, you know, um, I also hear. Uh, sorry, I'll try that again. I was excited to hear my email on Saturday's show. As for Ollie's question about running techniques with the hips. Uh, hips as well. Did he email us to you? No, no, no. But that's what I said. Yeah. Uh, sidebar, I sent this email to you so it wouldn't be deleted by Ollie. <laughs> <laughs> hips as well as glutes are the power horses of uh, uh, power houses for running. A lot of people neglect both areas while running, causing them to be less efficient. Ah. However, there is a limit to this. If you're if your hips aren't level, you'll notice yourself rocking side to side, i.e. each stride you feel you're swaying towards the side arms of the treadmill. Another mistake is overusing hip action, causing yourself to tilt your hips sideways slightly. You'll notice your arms crossing... Um, Sorry, you'll notice your arms crossing across your torso. That's where I got confused. Mm. Otherwise, if you're using your hips to lift your knee up and then pushing it back down, keeping your leg bent so your foot strike right under your body, you will be all set. Also, focus on quick, light steps yeah. and try not to overstretch your stride. Any other questions or concerns, don't hesitate to ask. That is fascinating. I'm getting pretty deep into running technique now uh, because... I always assumed you do. You know, you're watching me now. I'm running across my body. That's the way my arms want to go. I'm sort of punching to the left and right yeah. underarm. But no, you you relax your shoulders completely because if you bunch them up, which weirdly happens when you're tired, that's gonna be an, a less efficient way to run. But if you if those shoulders aren't relaxed properly, you'll be crossing. But I thought, oh, well, that's what you want to do, right? You want to create that momentum to the left, to the right. You you kind of no. You just go straight forward. You run like Tom Cruise. You run like a Barbie doll. Yeah. Yeah, so that's... Uh, that's but that, that ties into what that means. So you, you, your hips don't go from side to side. They pivot, I guess, slightly. Uh, I just wish all my hip 
flexors weren't so tight. Yes. Because I probably can't do that. Well, I'm sure we'll hear all about your 10K run uh, on... Are we going to do an episode on Monday for Dominion? Uh, we'll see how good it is. We'll see how It'll good probably it be is. the best show of all time. So <laughs> potentially. Potentially. Um, but before we do get out of here, obviously we've got a whole show for you to get you know, through. Well, shouldn't we, do the in- shouldn't we do the show now? That's what I was about to say. Oh, uh, right. I was about to... Th- yeah, cut me off. Sorry. I, was about Sorry. I, thought, th- you were, I thought you were just going to do one big super intro. No, outro. no. I was about to throw to the show. For 15 minutes in. And then we were going to get your, your anecdote to go at the end. Uh, so <laughs> enjoy the show. And that was, of course, a facetious answer. And we're not talking about when Punk left WWE back in 2014. We're talking about this week because when Punk did leave in 2014, he released a shoot podcast with Colt Cabana later that year, where, amongst many other things, he accused WWE doctor Chris Amann of clearing him to wrestle despite being injured and misdiagnosing a staff infection. Then a very long and protracted court case and defamation suit has happened over the ensuing four years. And over all that time, all that time they've had, the last two weeks is when this trial has run. It just so happens that CM Punk has his second ever professional fight at UFC 225 tomorrow, so the Saturday, against Mike Jackson. And (laughs) Punk has said in the past that he believes Vince McMahon and WWE are bank... His words, bankrolling a lawsuit against him. Uh, And that's, you know, through Chris Amann. Because a lot of people decided, or like speculated, Amann doesn't really have much of a case here. And that's kind of what transpired in the the lawsuit. Uh, And now CM Punk has told MMA Junkie about whether the lawsuit affected his fight and whether he thinks it's WWE messing with him, a very broad answer is it didn't distract me. I knew it was coming and they delayed it as long as possible because I think they knew I had a fight scheduled. I think the general consensus is, wow, this is really going to mess with him. And then he sort of uh, cuts. This is what I miss about Punk. His supreme confidence. I'm a different breed, though. I was planning for it, and we worked around it, and all the hard work was done anyway, so easy peasy. It feels like more of a load off my shoulders. It still hasn't sunk in. It probably won't for a while, but I'm happy it's over. So, yes, what do you think? Do you think this was WWE's way of getting to CM Punk for one more time? Before we get into that, can I just quickly um, shake your hands? Um, because I think, is this the third or fourth Saturday Wrestle Ramble now you've managed to get CM Punk into the uh, title? Hey, people haven't said they don't want it enough yet. <laughs> uh, uh, I'm, I'm kind of, I, I do get it, because a lot of people are like, oh, we're talking about, why are you bringing up CM Punk? Someone's hungry for clicks, Wrestle Talk. At the start, yes, that well, you know, anytime CM Punk comes up in the news, we're going to cover it because CM Punk is a big name. We're all excited about what he might do. I am. I'm a big CM Punk fan. Uh, but then, like, people started to say, all right, you, you, you're flogging a dead horse a bit here. I'm like, but he's in the news. He is he's, in the news. He's possibly making his wrestling return for All In. He's he had a trial against, effectively, WWE by proxy, and he's got his second ever... MMA fight coming up this weekend. I think if we've ever been more justified of covering CM Punk, it is within the last three weeks. So screw you, Luke. I didn't say anything. No, that was disingenuous, that handshake. (laughs) I take it back. Well, I liked it. Um, I I don't know, because it almost seems like it's... it's (laughs) 
But it almost feels like it's that tinfoil hat thing to, to say, like, oh, it's WWE screwing with CM Punk. Mm. But you've got to look at it. The timing is quite suspicious. And this court case has been put off for some time now. You know, yeah. it kept getting pushed back. It kept getting pushed back. It just so happened that it fell into, you know, the time just before he had his big second fight, which is coming back off his first very publicized fight where he did get his ass handed to him. And I think a lot of people might be expecting the same thing will happen tomorrow. I mean, what do you think? Do you think, do you think, A, do you think that this is WWE screwing with him? Or B, do you think he's also going to get his ass handed to him on Saturday? So I think he's going to lose. Uh, he's older, but he has been training a lot more. So, by all accounts, but he has had, like he says, it hasn't affected him. But I can't see how it can't. Well, apparently, apparently, when the the verdict came in to say that they found in favour of Punk and Cabana, he and AJ cried and yeah. they they embraced and and they and they cried. Four years, Absolutely, four years man, of yeah. like, I don't care how much money you've got and how confident you are in yourself. Having that kind of thing, even if they haven't got a leg to stand on, just the stress of it. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I get a little bit angsty when I've got an unpaid council tax <clears throat> bill. This is a defamation lawsuit. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I, I think he's underselling it. Maybe he does believe that because he feels like he has to believe it to get through this fight. But, man, I think come Monday, if, if it was me, I would be just like, oh, my God, wow, that was that was intense i would say as well that you know because it's not just cm punk versus a defamation lawsuit it's a defamation lawsuit as you said that is kind of by proxy against wwe but wwe i'm assuming weren't that involved in this allegedly Do alleg- we have to say allegedly well allegedly allegedly well, by C- proxy. CM, cm punk believes that they are they, they bankrolled it mm. however it clearly wasn't a wwe lawyer because by all accounts it was not a very good lawyer. Yeah. Um, the, the lawyer read out wrong text messages, um, referenced wrong depositions, read from wrong depositions. There was a one point apparently when AJ Lee was on the stand and he showed her a text message saying, like, did you send this text message? She goes like, no, Zack Ryder sent that. And he was like, oh, yeah, no, sorry, I meant... Did you meet? Did you say? Should have known by that, really. And then, obviously, the, in the final speech that they gave... It was, you know, it went from $1 million to just under $4 million. So in my head, I've got, because I've got this kind of like, it's WWE by proxy. I'm imagining it's blue-haired lawyer from The Simpsons. I was thinking the same with yeah, the whole team. Yeah, exactly. So I'm thinking it's, it's blue-haired Versus lawyer. Lionel Hutz. But it turns out he had Lionel Hutz this mm. entire time. Sorry, it, I stepped it, on your punchline. <laughs> it's quite all right. <laughs> Yeah, I, as long as I can get Simpsons references into this show, I'm more than happy. It's it's a good point, but like, was the point to win, or was the point to, to just to mess with him, just to yeah, just to dick around for four years? For four years, I mean, that's four years of someone's life. Just like added up stress points. I'm surprised he's not got another staff infection just from stress. So, do, do, well, we like we cannot, of course. This is just all speculation on our part, but going by what people have said. And just, it's just peculiar, isn't it, that these timing things keep happening? Because the last convenient bit of timing is that not having spoken for seven months, Triple H texts CM Punk and says, you know, can we can we chat about these release papers from WWE? And CM Punk goes, sure, yes, totally. Uh, I mean, that's Punk's version of events. Maybe there are a few more swears in there. Uh, but can we do it 
in three days time I'm literally getting married in two days to AJ Lee and apparently Triple H says yeah that's fine uh, which I imagine Triple H did know because AJ Lee was still employed by this point and then CM Punk gets the termination letters from WWE through the post on his wedding day what a, what a wedding present the guy is called the Cerebral Assassin I couldn't couldn't be more plainer. I I just uh, like you know we don't know this we don't know, but it the the there is a track there seems to be a track record of allegations and an mo, and this this kind of thing would definitely fit that more psychotically corporate part of WWE. Do you think as well that because we are heading towards Money in the Bank, which is going to be from Chicago, going to be from Chicago, are we going to be getting some heavy CM Punk chant throughout? Well, at least, at least I'd imagine during the Roman Reigns Jinder Mahal match. Okay, so, so, so this this kind of brings me on to the, the other question I would like to ask about this, mm. and this is, Punk's got his fight this tomorrow. Yeah, and I don't expect him to win, and I I feel like. This is the last of the UFC fights for him. He could go to Bellator and be the kind of freak show attraction thing. But he seems to genuinely love fighting. And like some interviews he's given, it also genuinely seems like he's let wrestling go. And all this lawsuit and stuff and the four years. And and I, I imagine the strain it's put on him and his relationships with various people cannot have been nice in the slightest. And did, did you see the interview with WrestleZone immediately after? No, I did not. He just looks tired. And oh, imagine, bless his yeah, heart. And, and you know that like everyone goes like, screw CM Punk, he left us. Like, screw you, you entitled person. <laughs> uh, the, 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 that's, that's a human being and looks absolutely just beaten down from what must be a, a very arduous ordeal. And I just, but once he's got this UFC fight out the way, maybe on Monday he thinks, I'll fight occasionally. But you know what? All that wrestling stuff, as as much strain as it was, maybe I could get back at WWE. Maybe I don't just have to hear my name chanted in Chicago at Money in the Bank. I mean, what would be a bigger <laughs> screw you than CM Punk turning up hard cam side in an all-in t-shirt? Oh. I mean, yeah, he would never make it past security. They will have signs Why? up for him. What? what the, can they? St- they can't stop him, surely. I don't know. I just imagine this sort of guy. Like, but they take people's signs away. But they, I mean, and I think they. He's, in he's the a past, walking sign. Given people other T-shirts to wear, I'm yeah. sure that's happened before. But uh, I, I mean, mean, it would be it would be incredible, absolutely incredible. That is, I mean, not just CM Punk, but Marty Skell, yeah, Cody Rhodes, Rhodes the just that robe. Yeah. Oh, oh. I mean, it's not gonna happen. I was going to say, it's not going to happen. Let's not get too excited. <laughs> it fits in with their like guerrilla marketing thing. Yeah. I think they want to run this all-in show by themselves. Uh, but it just, it's just perfect. Money in the Bank 2018 in Chicago. Seven years after the 2011 Money in the Bank, where, Chicago, uh, where CM Punk walked out on the company in storyline, that magnificent pay-per-view and angle, uh, and, and the match that really made him a star forever. Really did. The, the poetic symmetry is there and it'd be lovely. But ag- again, I, I do feel like Punk might also be just done with everything. I, well, Dave Meltzer's been saying, because a lot of people have been asking Dave on, on Twitter, do you think that CM Punk will make a... Do you think he'll be all in? Do you think he'll be all in too? Do you think he'll make a return to wrestling? Do you think More that, in. More in. Do you think the WWE uh, will 
you know look to to rekindle some sort of relationship with him and dave said like one of the tweets that they said that dave replied to the, this is him speculating i would imagine that vince really wants him back but punk has zero interest in it vince really wants him back triple h i don't well Triple H probably wants to bring him back to screw with him some more. Exactly, if, man. As uh, you bring it back in, it's like, yeah, man, we'll work together at WrestleMania card. It'll be great. And then he wins. Because uh, when Meltzer was talking on The Observer about the trial, uh, he kind of said, like, Dave took the heat off of Vince and said, you know, most of the accusations and nasty things Punk said in that interview weren't about Vince. Yeah. They were about Triple H. Pretty much. Mm. So before we move on from the, the CM Punk trial into some, uh, some New Japan stuff, um, what is your favourite revelation from the uh, CM Punk? What was your favourite moment from the trial? So my favourite moment from the trial, I wish I could have watched more of it, is uh, is the NXT wannabes <laughs> WhatsApp group. I knew that would be your favourite one. They had, they had uh, text messages in the deposition that evidence bits for, and it was between Chris Jericho, Dolph Ziggler, Zack Ryder, and Dr. Chris and Man. So you've got Jericho, Ziggler, and Ryder. Like, those, they're, they're like kind of, they, they group together quite well. And just the fact that their WhatsApp name is NXT Wannabes, because those those are like internet wrestling start. Like, that's what the Smarks would like us, you know, mm-hmm. more Smarky fans. We like those as wrestlers. And we like NXT. And it turns out that the wrestlers we like also like NXT. I just, I just think that's a wonderful glimpse into, into just. It's just such a silly detail. Such a silly detail. They're so, they're on the main roster. One of them has been in main events. You know, he's been on WrestleMania cards, but he really wants to be part of NXT. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't, I don't blame Ziggler and Ryder. Jericho just, I mean, he shows up everywhere else these days. What, what about you? What's my favourite moments from the trial? Um, I actually, you know what my favourite? It's, it's the new way to describe WWE shows. <laughs> So it's we've known it as sports entertainment. Essentially, the WWE have just spent the last fifty years trying to recall anything other than a wrestling show. But this one is my new favorite, which is live live event action movie. So it's like one of those shows you take your kids to see at the O2, the Marvel superheroes. I was going to say it's like the Indiana Jones stunt show that you get at Disney World. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort so you sleep better together. 
J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Life is full of what-ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. New Japan Dominion is tomorrow. It's one of their biggest shows of the year, and they have stacked this card. Originally, we were only going to talk about the top two to three matches and just kind of give a preview and predictions for that. And I just kept on going further and further down the card. I want to talk about that one. Oh, that's a good match. Oh, my God, Rey Mysterio's there. So we're just going to do the whole card. Are you looking forward to Dominion? It starts at, what, you said 8.30 a.m.? 8.30 a.m., I believe, yes. So about, like... I guess about 3 a.m. Saturday morning for people in the States. Mm-hmm. It's perfect for me Heading, and my cereal. Exactly. Head on over to New Japan World and get your mm. subscriptions sorted out because this is going to be a heck of a card. This is going to be a card that people will likely be talking about come the end of the year. Yeah, because, okay, it that will really become apparent in the second half of the card. But let's just do a quick rundown. Suzuki Goon versus Rapongi 3K. Show and Yo, fantastic best oh, of the Super Juniors so tournament. Yeah, yeah. This is for the junior heavyweight uh, tag team titles. So I uh, I think Sho and Yo are going to get it back off the back of... Uh, so they're not champions at the moment. Off the back of the best of the Super Juniors yeah. heat. Um, next up, we've got Taguchi Japan, which is Juice Robinson and David Finley under the tutorship of Taguchi. Ricochet used to be in that faction and he's moved on. Versus Chaos of Jay White and Yoshihashi. One of the weaker matches on the show, but it's just a sort of opening bout. Yeah, exactly. And I think, uh, but I mean, it's, it is probably going to be a, a fine little match, but it'll probably have nothing on a match that I'm very much looking mm. forward to, which is the next tag team match, which again is, is Chaos of Tomohiro Ishii and Toriyano versus Suzuki Goon of Minoru Suzuki and Zack Sabre Jr. Oh, there are oh. three men in this match that I absolutely adore. And this is going to be, oh, as soon as, uh, yeah. Four people in this match you absolutely adore. It's just one is but not one, like the others. One of these, one of these is not like the other, and I, I adore the other three more than I adore, and I do love Toriano. Well, that's it. We love Toriano. He's a comedy wrestler, very good at what he does. Yep. Though. Uh, but all the other three, I are, want his DVD. Uh, yeah, the other three are amongst the best wrestlers who have <laughs> ever lived. Not just even today, but you know Suzuki, Ishii, and Sabre Junior. When all said and done, will hopefully be up there. So, I mean, we saw Suzuki Goon. Just the other month. We thought they were going to be dropping the uh, the tag team belts. Yeah, they'll probably come down with the Rev Pro titles. Yes. Their tag titles. But yes, uh, it's an interesting dynamic because Toriano, as a comedy figure, has a long-running feud with Suzuki, the scariest, most legitimate man in wrestling, more so than Brock. Uh, so have you seen the Dominion poster? No, I've not. So it's just, you know, like, it's a really nice uh, kind of, what do you call it rotoscoped but mm. so it's like drawn but it's obviously photos and uh you know you've got uh 
Tanahashi there and you've got Okada there and Naito. How, how good does his hair look? Uh, great. Oh, yeah, okay. And uh, it's, it's even Tanahashi. Tanahashi on, on the yeah, show. Yeah, right there. And uh, in the corner, like at the bottom, quite prominently featured, but he's just sitting down in Suzuki, just chilling. <laughs> it's like, he's the scariest. He's, the scariest. he's just relaxing. <laughs> and he's because- worried. But when he's relaxing, that means he's thinking. That means he's preparing exactly. for something. <laughs> yeah. That means he's at his most dangerous. <laughs> uh, but yeah, they've uh, Toriano had. I think he he's got quite a successful record in just like roll up victories over Suzuki as kind of a long running comedy thing. Uh, so yeah, it'll be in it. This will be a fun. This will be a really fun and very good wrestling match at the uh, same yeah, time. I hope. Yeah. So really looking forward to that. Uh, have you got a prediction? Uh, no, I don't actually. You know, I don't have a lot of predictions for this. Um, when we I'll, get I'll into the back the end. end, I think you will. Yes. But this is just these are like the opener matches, which are just a bit of fun, to be honest. Yeah. Chucking big names in tag matches, isn't it lovely? Where we can run through a card. Look, those first three matches are all tag matches, and you've got Suzuki Goon, Chaos, Chaos, Suzuki Goon. Suguchi Japan, it's all factions, but there's different people in those factions representing the faction. You love a faction, don't I you? I love a faction. We're I about to get factions. into a faction again uh, very shortly, but uh, first we've got a, uh, a three-way for the Never Openweight Championship. Hiroki Goto, who's the champion, love Goto, uh, versus Michael Elgin and Taichi. I don't really know Taichi. No, I mean, Elgin and Goto I'm, I'm much more familiar yeah. with, but this will be... I always feel like with Elgin matches on, on New Japan shows, that... I don't, I don't know. Maybe this is just a bias I may have against him. I just always feel he has the the, the match that's like, yeah, it's fine. Ooh, uh, go back and watch the ladder match with Omega and his Naito match, which was at New Beginnings, I think, last year. Mm-hmm. He's, he's great. He's, I, uh, you know, he's he's had some controversies recently, but in the ring, I'm a huge fan mm-hmm. of Elgin. Uh, I, I I don't really know. <laughs> it's for the Never Open Weight Championship. Some of these, like, that's the big problem with New Japan. They've got too many titles. Mm. Uh, so I don't, it's not even that I don't know who's going to win. I don't care who's going to win that title. Yes. Um, but this is a very interesting one next. LIJ, Sonada and Evil, the current IWGP heavyweight tag team champions versus the Young Bucks who have just moved up into a from new weight class. junior heavyweights to, to heavyweights. Uh, Matt Jackson in particular has been packing on the pounds to look more convincing as a heavyweight. Sonada is a fantastic wrestler, as we saw in the New Japan Cup. Evil has a lot of charisma and is, is very good himself. This is going to be... I'm really looking forward to this. And I think the Bucks are getting the win as well. Do you reckon? I, I think, yeah, I think the, the New Japan would likely put the tag team championships on them in their first sort of like heavyweight um, championship on the uh, first time of asking. Maybe. Well, that's the first Bullet Club match. Maybe it'll be Bullet Club's night overall. Maybe it'll be the Elite's night overall. <sighs> Are you talking about the main event? It's, it's, well, steady on. Steady, steady on. on. Let's get there first. Oh, God, I'm excited for this show. <laughs> <laughs> right, but what have we got next? Go, 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 a, a, a six-man tag, which is kind this of like an exhibition match. I know. Tanahashi. Yep. Jushin Thunder Liger and Rey Mysterio versus the Bullet Club lineup of Cody, Hangman Page and Marty Skull. I mean, that's. I, I mean, the match will be six stars for Tanahashi's hair alone, but like, it'll be. It'll just be so much fun. I think it's going to be really great. 
Yeah, it's it's you've got that. This is a real veterans versus um, sort of next generation match. This is the really good version of the end of this year's Royal Rumble match, <laughs> yeah, where yeah. you had Mysterio, Cena, and Orton up against was it Balor, Re- um, Reigns, and Shin Shinsuke Nakamura. Yeah, Nakamura. Yeah, so. That's going to be a hell of a match. doesn't really matter who wins, to be honest. Like, Bullet Club can lose this, and you can give Ray the... It's, it's and, really and it's fine, because yeah, Tanahashi's in that team. It's funny as well, because I've seen a lot of people say, like, isn't this, like, what a what a waste of a Ray Mysterio appearance on a, on a pay-per-view. But, like, my, my thinking more is just, like, man, what a great use of a Ray Mysterio. Because that's that shows, like, how versatile New Japan is, and how versatile Ray is as a wrestler as well, that you don't have to put him in a match against Naito or Osprey or anything like that. You could just slot him into this six-man tank here with Jushin Liger and Tanahashi and be like, cool, yeah, now I really want to see that match. Yeah, and this would just be a... That, it, that really has a story in my my head uh, for it. And... I, I, I guess Ray's been injured. He was injured back in March. Yes, because he couldn't make the uh, Strong Style Evolve show. Strong Style Evolve show. So I don't know whether they didn't want to commit to a longer-term storyline with him. But at that Strong Style Evolve show, he did set up the feud with Marty Skrull and uh, a partnership with Liger and Osprey, by extension, because Liger replaced Mysterio to face Osprey at that show. Um, No, Osprey replaced um, Mysterio because it was meant to be Mysterio Liger. Sorry, yeah, that's uh, kind of what I meant. (laughs) Uh, but yes, just what a fun exhibition match that'll be. And maybe it does play into a longer-term storyline for Ray. Because it doesn't feel like he's going to WWE anytime soon. Speaking of Will, Will Ospreay versus Hiromu Takahashi. Takahashi, of course, won uh, the Best of the Super Juniors tournament that concluded on uh, Monday, which Dave Meltzer awarded that final, which was Takahashi versus Taiji. Said that right, didn't I? Yes. Five and a half stars. And he would have scored it? He would have scored it six if it wasn't so dangerous. So uh, I haven't watched it yet. We're going to watch it for the Ramble Club I was going to say, yeah, we're going re- yeah, to do an in-depth review of that. So I'm really looking forward to checking out. I'm, I'm actually watching it tomorrow. Are you? Yes, it's one of my plans for tomorrow is to catch up I on that. I might join you. We might do it sync up. <laughs> we can go. Oh, well, my God. Exactly. So we've also got that um, Io Shirai match um, from yep. Stardom to watch as well. And we've also got... Uh, Buddy Murphy 205 Live yes good good month for wrestling and like you know who the hell knows what's going to happen tomorrow uh, just as a bit of house cleaning for Ramble Club we're we're going to change up the format to making it a top five matches every month just so it's easier to kind of order because at the moment it's just like us we sort of, yeah, randomly we, we sort of watch matches but then sometimes we watch some really naff matches mm. that you know probably weren't worth our time and we want to we want to make it the best it possibly can be yes and you know four episodes in we're nearly at a we're format ne- nearly getting a format to it now uh it is the rambliest <clears throat> of the shows we do yeah and uh well there'll still be rambling don't worry it'll just the actual match part will be more structured but which not, makes it easier to do but not just that what else is there where is it where is she here is she <laughs> We are reading page by page Big Apple Takedown. Uh, at the moment, we're here. Look, I've folded the place. I know, it still upsets me. 26 pages in, just get a bookmark. I'm just going to uh, read a random bit. Someone to handle your crew, Triple H said. Hiring, firing, permanent relocation, that sort of thing. Oh yeah, I forgot Triple H is undercover at the moment, isn't yeah, he? Yeah, he's, like, he's undercover. He's posing as an IT consultant or something. An IT consultant who's pose. Sorry, a gangster who kills people who's posing as an IT consultant. Yes, that's yes, that's it, yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, so I lost anyway, my place. So do you yeah, have, do you well, I, I was going to say what we're going to we're going to try and because it would be easier if we do that at the end of the month. We might yes. do, we might do a mini ramble club, and then a full ramble club at the end of the month, and then go on from there. Yes, yeah, so we're going to switch up. So we're doing ramble club at the end of the month, and we're going to do the Russell Ramble Extra, where we review pay per views from wrestling's past in the middle of the month instead. At the moment, it's the other way around, but we might yeah. switch that up because it just makes sense. Because yeah. then we can do the whole month, and then people can go. Oh, like what was the best match? The top five matches in April. They just watched the eight. They listened to the April episode rather than two episodes. Like a bit of March, a bit of April, a bit yeah. of May. Uh, right. So Osprey and Takahashi. Oh, this match is going to be so good. I yeah, I'm I'm really looking forward to it. But it is it's one I've seen quite a bit of in different iterations. So mm-hmm. like Fatal Four Ways, singles, and and like that. That those top four of the junior heavyweights: Osprey, Skull, Takahashi, Kashida. Good grief, that's incredible. I can say Kashida's actually not on this card. Mm. But um, I really would have liked Ishimori. Uh, not Ishimori. Toji uh, Ishimori. Yes. Okay. Yes. Yeah, I did say it right. Yeah, Ishimori to win Best of the Super Juniors and be here because then you've got that Bullet Club chaos dynamic that yeah. runs through it's the very show. Very true. Yeah, I can get over that. Um, but I think Osprey will retain. Yes, I'm going to see Osprey retaining as well. I mean, he, I know he has aspirations of going up a weight class as well because he, one of his big dreams, I suppose, before he gets too old, mm. I, although I suppose he can even do it in his older years, but he wants to be able to headline um, a Wrestle Kingdom in the Tokyo Dome. But to do that, you have to be in the heavyweight division. So I think that he is perfectly suited. I, I'm, I'm kind of subscribing to the Don Callis approach to Osprey at the moment, which is like, hey, the style of wrestling you're doing is fine, but you won't be able to do it in your 30s. So like, just do it now, kids. But yeah. less of those Spanish flies on the apron. Um, we're going to get like five of those into a sunset <laughs> yeah, flip powerbomb that Takahashi does off the apron exactly, too. Because the Spanish fly is like the new DDT mm. in, uh, in the super... In the, the new uh, dive. <laughs> exactly. The new dive is reverse 450 splashes. <laughs> when will it... What's the ceiling? Uh, then we've got just like a match that feels like it's had a very long build, but it's kind of snuck up on us in the, the weeks now. Tetsuya Naito versus Chris Jericho for... The Intercontinental Championship. Yes, yeah, so this is actually Jericho's second New Japan match and his second attempt at a championship as well. Oh, because it was for the United States title yeah. beforehand. I mean, this is very exciting. I'm a huge, huge fan of Naito. Who isn't? Uh, Jericho has, has been great in his New Japan version of his character. And it'll be interesting because the Omega match at Wrestle Kingdom this year, we all thought, well, it'll be a one-off. And if it isn't a one-off, maybe Jericho will win and continue to do things. But he lost. But then he turns up the next night at New Year's Dash and starts this angle with Naito. In the middle, he's gone. He's done the Greatest Royal Rumble. He's done the Raw 25th anniversary. But he does have this cruise coming up. He certainly does. And I've got to think, like, Impact has been announced for this cruise. Ring of Honor have been announced. What, what if Jericho wins the Intercontinental Championship and through the Don Callis connection turns up on impact well yeah as because here's the thing so i was wondering if they were going to do say um jericho and callahan uh for the cruise yeah 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 and then you know but as you said like if he does win the the intercontinental championship and then defends it against callahan impacts callahan um on the cruise ship yeah i i don't know how you tape that or what do you want to tape? Wait, maybe, that? actually you do, don't need to tape it i suppose i, I just picture like 
everyone it, rocking. It going like this in a boat. That's I don't good. think that's how ships it's very work. Interesting with your your motion sickness. Could you go on a cruise? No. <laughs> I was no. Say, I was wondering if you and I wanted to go on the uh, the Jericho cruise. I got sick on the ferry to France. <laughs> oh mate. Oh yeah, very bad at that. Uh, so we're both going for Jericho, are we, to win? No, no, I'm, I think I'm going Naito. I'm sticking with Naito. I'm going to go out on a limb. I'm going to say Jericho. Well, I said Jericho at the last time. I thought it was going to be Kenny Omega. Mm. But I think I'm going, to, I'm, I'm going to stick with the Naito thing here. But, but here, as we've seen, I'm very bad at predictions. Here is the key match. Isn't it just? The fourth meeting, which cur- a series that has an average star rating of six stars. Yes. And they're three matches in. Kazuchika Okada versus Kenny Omega... Akada broke the amount of successful title defences, the longest reigning. He's just like the records man for New Japan. He is the IWGP heavyweight champion. Is this when he loses it to Kenny Omega on the fourth time of asking? It's a no time limit, two out of three falls match. The reason it's a no time limit is because in their second match at Dominion last year, one of the best matches of all time, it went 60 minutes and it ended in a draw. We have literally just watched for Wrestle Ramble Extra the Judgment Day 2000 main event, which was a 60-minute Iron Man match between Triple H and The Rock. That was freaking incredible. I think they're at, I think they're at least going 70 minutes. As I said, I, they're well going past the hour mark here. And like the, the, the second match of their series... Uh, that they have had the one at Dominion last year it's easily my favourite match of the between the, the these yeah. two have had I thought it was so so good they have got a very high bar here that they are going to try and vault over and I vault can't, and then flip and that, then exactly yeah, and DDT Spanish probably. fly you know I, and I could see them very much getting past what they have done previously but man alive there's so much expectation for this match the you almost have to worry if it's going to end up being the 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 uh, the AJ Shinsuke Nakamura WrestleMania thing of everyone's going like it's going to be the match of the year it's going to be a match of the year contender it's going to be this it's going to be this it's going to be this and then it end up being like everyone was going actually I'm not sure that was all that good that no one's going to come out of this going like not sure that was all that good but are people going to watch this and be like I mean it wasn't as good as last year or it wasn't as good as Wrestle Kingdom or or it wasn't as good as the G1 like even if it's like even if it's the fourth best of their four match series, is that going to kind of put a dampener on this? I. It depends on the result, because if the story they've told, Akada won the first one for the title, they drew the second one for the title, the third one was in the G One Climax Tournament, and Omega won. Yeah. So this is a drawn series right now, and. Okada has passed all these accolades. I don't mind it. This is the great way they've booked this feud. If Okada wins, I'm happy for Okada because he's just this incredible champion. If Omega wins, I think now's a a good time for that to happen for a title change. Uh, And, you know, if the Young Bucks win earlier in the night, that's the, the whole elite of the Bullet Club just there in the middle to sweeten each other with the top titles in the company. Yeah. Uh, so even if that could be a way round it not being it only being a five and a quarter star match, <laughs> yeah, 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 is is to have the the ending of Omega winning. Um, I cannot wait for it. I'm really, really bloody excited. Do you think Kenny's winning? It's it's really hard to say. It's like daylight between them. Uh, I'm gonna say Omega. 
I think I'm actually saying Omega as well. I can see them that this is the time to do the title change. Well, I'll try and record something on my phone from home on Saturday if it is big enough. Or I might be crying. <laughs> just sweaty. It's crap gimmicks time, Luke. It is indeed. And because I have been uh, busy today with some business, 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 you are going to do the crap gimmicks this week. So I have. I've selected some. Thank you to everyone who has sent them across to Luke at WrestleTalk.com. Those ones will I'll try and feature next week. I do have a massive backlog at the moment. But I did mention this on the uh, Wednesday podcast. As a bit of advice, I would say, if you're trying to impress the booking team here for the crap gimmick roster, when you're doing your email subject line, don't say this is the best crap gimmick you won't be able to turn this down because that just instantly puts me on a back foot which be like i'm just gonna turn it down just to prove you wrong you don't want to set the bar like those expectations like that yeah and we open the uh the email and it's all in caps lock <laughs> do we uh it's yeah just say this isn't very good be humble be humble this man. isn't a very good crap gimmick <laughs> i'll be the judge of that this is pretty good uh, or not, as the the case might be. Hey, man, you may get we may find the next crispy bacon. Mm. Oh well, you weren't here for BLT. I well, I did I did hear BLT through the through, walls through the walls. Yeah, because uh, you were and trapped the, in the, the closet. Very confusing. Well, actually, maybe we shall start off with BLT because they, I felt like they just ran out of ideas. So Joel Bevan, just as a recap, uh, Joel Bevan submitted last what maybe two Saturdays ago. A tag, a faction called BLT, Bacon, Lettuce and Tomato, with a tag team called Bread, who are made up of two guys called Brian and Ed. And then there was a, another team called the Freegan, the Vegan Three? Yeah. Something like the that. Gluten free. The, the Gluten, gluten Three. The Gluten Three. That was it, yeah, because it was the Gluten Three, but then started putting vegan stuff in there, and I was like, mm, shouldn't we be focusing more on the Gluten Free yeah. side of this? Uh, and they were just kind of like... Uh, like that, there was the orange who was just this big fat guy painted orange who made orange puns. You know, because there's all of that gluten within oranges that they're it's known vegan. for. And orange is <laughs> yeah, definitely gluten-free vegan. Gluten free doesn't mean vegan. Like that's where that doesn't work. It's because they're a vegan group called gluten free. This is why I liked it so much. Anyway, we we at the well, who I thought was you. Thank God we've got El Fakador around to protect us from that happening again. And uh, there was a fake Luke who imposted his way into the show. Uh they, we said, look, this was very weird. We we like how stupid and contrived it is, but we just need a bit more from you. And Joel Bevan has got back in touch addressing our points. So I haven't actually read this because I wanted to be surprised on air. I believe it's a long email. I thoroughly enjoyed watching you and Luke, in quotes, pick apart my crap feud. When I, when I wrote it, I was not expecting so many questions to arise. Maybe they're a first-time listener then. As I intended it for it to be crap, however, clearly, it is not crap enough. That's a common misconception. It's not that it's crap enough. It's got to be the right kind of crap. Exactly. You've got to think these things through. You can't just say they're covered in poop mm. and consider that a gimmick. So I'm writing to further explain this crap feud in hope that it gets signed. Sorry it's been a while. This needed time. So here it goes. So, yeah, that it's. remember, this isn't just characters. They they are only coming in as an entire feud and faction. It's like how crap federations would book the Malenko yeah, Eddie Guerrero yeah, match. Right, yeah. We're only coming into this territory if we get to run this storyline. So number one, why do I have so much time on my hands to write in-depth crap imaginary feuds and frequently email you? 
I currently have a broken ankle at the moment, and making your videos is probably my biggest achievement in the past <laughs> few months. Oh. So I appear proud. So if I appear proud, I am. Well done, Joel Bevan, for breaking your ankle. But protect your ankle next time. Number two, V Egan and the Gluten 3 were the two ideas I came up with first, and trying to find who can go in the Gluten 3 is what led me to create the orange and the highlight peel, because that was the oranges. <laughs> <laughs> that was the oranges talk show segment. Yeah. They were the main part of the feud, hence the small detail with BLT, as they were only really used for the lettuce and tomato heel term. Which <laughs> I did like. That was good. Who are Brian and Ed? Brian and Ed are two small, identical twins who wear all white singlets and massive bread costumes, which makes it difficult to wrestle in. This is good. Oh, no, I'm losing it already. What's wrong with that? As soon as you were, it's just... No, okay, well, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm not dismissing it just yet. I'm waiting, oh, yeah. You know, like when you put breads on bits of... on, on cats... You put there, it's called breading. Oh. You cut a little hole in the top of a slice of bread and cats will just quite happily have that on their face. So it looks like you've got a loaf of bread and a cat. Mm. Oh, no, I see what you mean. Yes. Yeah, yeah, I, I could picture it's it. A thing. Okay. It's a big thing. <laughs> you say so. It's the internet is pretty much it. Uh, their individual finisher is the bread basket, but their team finisher is the sandwich. This I do like. Where the opponent stands dazed in the middle of the ring for some reason, so Brian and Ed can bounce off opposite sides of the ropes to sandwich their opponent in the middle. Their catchphrase is, have you seen it? Yep. Brilliant. Love us or loaf us. That's lovely stuff. Now I'm in. This is, so Brian, we could just sign Brian and Ed right away. Because <laughs> that's, they don't need to be part of the feud or the other bits but if they need, like, if, if Joel Bevan won't allow it, I mean, I'm I'm happy to sign bread. Now. I quite like bread. I would get rid of the uh, the bread costumes. I would just have the sort of the white singlets. I think that's more than enough. I think the what bread. What about hot I think dog the bread cost- costumes? I think the bread costume uh, complicates it unnecessarily. Okay, number four, lettuce and tomato are a female tag team. Except Tomato, who is non-gender binary as nobody knows whether she's a man or a woman or if she's a fruit or a vegetable. (laughs) Nice. That's great. They both dress up in lettuce and tomato costumes and paint their faces accordingly. Their finisher is the Salad Slam, which is just a crappy body slam with a crapper name as I can't think of a creative pun. If you can think of a better one, then I'll allow you to change it. Oh, you'll allow us. Thank you very much. Five, Bacon is a rotund, greasy man who dresses in a bacon costume, a a rasher to be precise. His finisher, as I mentioned before, is the hangover cure, which is basically a guillotine choke submission. He uses this as he claims going to sleep is the way to cure a hangover. If he has to pin his opponent, he can use his other finisher, the last fried Instead of the last ride. The reason for forming BLT is because he claims they make a good combination. At the start of the feud, he is the Intercontinental (laughs) Breakfast Champion. champion. That's good. That's really good. Number six. How many have we got here? I was going to say this is a long old email. Nine. Oh, Jesus. And there's a bit more at the bottom. Yeah. Maybe we only do one crap gimmick today. (laughs) Uh, I did think when I saw this in the the running order that you were very... It was bold to do all of Mm. it. The Gluten 3. All of their finishers are standard DDTs, not glorious ones. The the Gluten 3 DT, because they all have their own DDT, is, as you said, Ollie, the girls hold the legs while the orange plants the DDT. Teresa Green and V Egan are friends as V Egan came to the aid of Teresa when the Axe Man was trying to cut her down. So that's just... Another K 
character added to this story that Orange managed to get them on side as he is so smooth. Yeah, uh, Teresa, it doesn't work for me either. I'm not into... The, I, 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 I like yeah. the orange. I like the visual of the orange well, and the highlight yeah, peel. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like the orange, the highlight peel, that I think works. But the V. Egan stuff and the gluten three, I, it's it's not working for me. Gluten three is funny. Yes, the DDTs are good, but the the other, yeah, they they fall apart a bit. Uh, but I and again, orange has juicy bits, so maybe he's not so smooth. <laughs> Who is the Axeman? Thank God they've answered that question. A crazy-looking bearded guy who cuts promos nice. and occasionally walks down to the ring just to cut up the announced tables during matches. His finisher is the Axe, which is actually just a spear, but he claims the Axe is more powerful. Can I present two issues we've got so far? Mm-hmm. A, we already have Chris P. Bacon, so do we want another person on the roster called Bacon? Mm. That's just, you know, I'm putting that out there. Also, we have the Lumberjack, so we yep. wouldn't need another person doing an Axeman gimmick. That's also, a good point. the Lumberjack has the, 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 like the Axe Smash, which is a much better pun. Plus, the way to get round your crap gimmick bookings pitfalls is not to add more characters. <laughs> Just a bit of advice for everyone. Eight. It's, like, it's like Lost. When Lo- when they were they were really struggling to find what the end of Lost was going to be, they just like we'll just add another character in. That never worked. It never Flashbacks. Fixed it. Flash forwards. Flash forwards. Flash sideways. It never fixed anything. It just made it more worse. Origin of the feud. V. Egan is cutting an anti-meat segment on the highlight peel. Until saying how meat smells and tastes horrible, and then Bacon interrupts with the rest of her on uh, the entourage by saying his girlfriend has never questioned the way he tastes. Ugh. Gross. It's a bit attitude here. <laughs> v Egan responds by saying how sexist the comment was and how she's filing a grievance to human resources. So Bacon then tells her to shut up and, wow. Okay, whoa, well, this is taking whoa, a this turn. This is taking, yeah. Bearing in mind, mm. I think they're meant to be the baby faces. Yeah, so what what um the the sort of issue here, Joel, is that you're you're sort of presenting misogyny in, in quite a favourable light. Yeah. That we you don't want to put the audience in a position where they cheer for for misogyny and things that have sort of fallen by the wayside. Yeah, there, there's uh, a line there that I think is <laughs> oh that doesn't work. Yeah, no. it's not that's no good. No, he goes on to claim that he would squash the orange in a match. That's that's. This is good because there's so many good puns. You didn't even need that bit. Uh, this pisses the orange off, so he gets off his sun lounger and puts down his orange juice to angrily speak to Bacon and explains how he is the only one allowed to make orange-related puns. So this is flashing out what the highlight peel Flash. looks like. Nice. He's uh he's just like reclining under the sun sun yep. lounger. That's that's again, good. Again, I like the orange. He then claims he would peel the Intercontinental Breakfast title off of Bacon. Bacon then says that the Orange has clearly been smoking the same stuff as V. Egan if he thinks that he can beat him in a fight. He accepts the challenge for the title and makes the match for Great Balls of Crap. On the go-home show for Great Balls of Crap... the Origin fantasy booking warfare. Yeah, it is, isn't it? The Orange cuts a segment on the highlight peel. Bacon... Well, there's a lot of swearing in this. This is a PG (laughs) promotion. Bacon said that he can squash me at Great Balls of Crap, but he is clearly lacking the vitamins as he's taking complete ball S-word. I shouldn't be surprised as, after all, his dad is a pig. Crowd goes, oh, damn. And guess what? So is his mum. Oh, oh dearie me. Damn. Mm-hmm. The crowd. So, again, you've put in crowd reactions, which 
isn't strictly allowed. We are not WWE. We're not going to predict how the crowd are going to react. Your comments, Bacon, have made me sour. And trust me, you won't like me when I'm sour. So this Sunday, you're not getting smooth, OJ. You're getting OJ with bits. And it's going to be a sweet victory when the orange brings home the bacon. Now that's juicy! Mic drop. Yeah. So Juicy's been written out in capitals. But again, I always thought that the the orange was almost like was a manager. It was like slick. It was like brother love. Mm. They're not really like the the feud is now between bacon and orange. Which those are the, the two strongest characters. Yeah, but again, but like I see more as the Paul Bearer of this team as opposed to the Undertaker now, of this team. I always saw Orange as a big fat guy who wrestled, okay, well, like enough. a big fat guy in orange speedos who paints the rest of his body orange. Okay, I mean, I think it works better as a manager, but that's just me. This then leads to the heel turn of lettuce and tomato, so that Orange is the new Intercontinental Breakfast Champion, so he has a family celebration the next night with Clementine and Tangerine. Cool, add more characters, that's the way to make uh, it work. Only for, ret- only <laughs> for a returning apple to spoil the celebration to say he is appalled. 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 <laughs> By the outcome, as he would be a nicer champion, as he believes people prefer him. To end the promo, he threatens to turn the orange into pulp before saying his catchphrase. Take a guess. Yeah. How do you how do you like them apples? Uh, yeah, it's good to be continued or not. Okay, probably probably not. not. That's what they've written. Uh, hopefully, that's enough depth for you and enjoy the crap orange puns. And he's put three big orange emojis. Yeah. there. Yeah. I think you've there's, there's almost too much in there. There's some there's stuff that I don't I don't get on with. There's certainly stuff in there that I don't think particularly works. I think that there are some strong characters in there, but there are some others that are just completely weighing this all down. Yeah, yeah, and you haven't really like this isn't a complete feud either. It's just promos. <laughs> <laughs> it's just promos and more characters. Yeah, like there's. There's very few, apart from the really good highlight peel segment with you know that line we're just going to tuck away. Just tuck that to one side. Uh, the, that's that's the only real segment bit of action that advances the story. Um, but I like bread. I like the orange in I, its current iteration. I would sign those three, and I would and then tell the rest of them to go off to another because territory. we've got the the crispy bacon. Yes. And and we can package bread with him. Yes. But Joel has said that it's only the whole th- it's the whole freaking universe or, or nothing. nothing. Oh well, then if that's the case, I'll, I'll take now. Then mate. The, the, please send in with your broken ankle if you if you're happy for our conditional offer of just the orange and bread. It's the only ones I'm interested in. But we are not interested in any of the other characters or. A lot of the storyline, but we we will adapt parts to fit the bacon, crispy bacon. What I would also say as well is you want to consult with consult with them as well. You know, consult with the talents because I mean, hey, you know, when the radicals came over to the WWF in two thousand, part apparently ruin innuendo. Part of the deal was that Conan and 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 uh, Shane Douglas was going to come with them, but WWF were only interested in those four. They didn't say like, oh, we're just going to stick around with our mm. friends here. They went off to greener pastures. So yeah. you know. The talents might all want to come together. They could band together. 
Or they might not. <laughs> That's crazy. Independent wrestlers forming some kind of union. <laughs> that that will never work. They're too egotistical. Uh, so just a bit of exciting news before we get out of here. We're going to have to skip the mailbag segment, I'm um, afraid. Well, yeah, this, we've gone very long on this one um, crap gimmick. And uh, it's the crap gimmicks from next week onwards. If we sign a crap gimmick... We will have... Oh, my God, I've forgotten his name. Why did I not write this in the notes? This was teased. So if you're a listener to the, the Wrestle Ramble podcast version of this show, you will know that Ollie teased this on Wednesday's episode, uh, or it might have been Tuesday's episode as well. But um, we do have a big announcement for the crap gimmick where, by uh, an excellent, uh, excellent person who got in touch with us. Yes, he is called Lewis Tillett, and he is a very talented a comic book up, comic book artist and illustrator, and you can check him out on social media at Lewis Tillett Art. Uh, it, or you could say Lewis, Lewis Tillett, Tillett Art. Uh, we'll have the link in the video description below, and he will be turning crap gimmicks that we sign into a full character design. We'll put it up on the website. We'll, we'll talk about it in the rest of Talk News. It's cool. We're going to find this stuff. What's that in? Like nine months in, and we're finally fleshing out this universe. That's right. He's yeah. working on WrestleBot 1000 right now. He did say, you know, sh- should we do the Fishmonger? <laughs> no. <laughs> we'll never do the Fishmonger. He's a C plus player. I'm starting the outro for once. Ooh. Certainly are. Uh, so I guess the, out, the, the the anecdote is, unbeknownst to everyone, I am three weeks deep into a creative writing course. Now, you told me about this shortly before I was kidnapped, and I was very excited to hear about mm. you going into creative writing course, because if, if I remember correctly, you signed up for it by accident. Not by accident. I was in that three-day fast, <clears throat> and I was just doing anything. If I saw a task... You know, like usually you procrastinate and you're like, oh, I'm not going to do that. I had to do it because I just was so hungry. Um, so I would just I literally saw a creative writing course down the road in a just in a cafe, like a little leaflet. And I thought, okay. Is it a cafe and radio repair shop? No, not that one. Okay. So and I just picked it up and I booked it. I'm just like 60 quid. I spent so much money on that day purely because I was just like, we need that. We need that. We need that. Bought, 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 bought. I bought... 40 quid worth of socks that day. <laughs> what? Yes. What? Yeah. Because like I didn't have, I just couldn't be bothered to research. I just had to do everything really quickly. So I'd go on to ASOS. Yeah, those will do. And I didn't really total it up and I'd end up spending 40 quid on socks. Like 70 quid on non-iron shirts <laughs> that I don't need. Oh. Man alive. Yeah, it was a hell, hell. Anyway, I did say that the creative writing though was one of the, the plus points because I've always wanted to i'm sure you do as well like you write down little ideas or this would be a cool idea for a comic this would be a cool idea for a story that's essentially the creative outlet we use for fantasy booking yes it's uh it's very fun to and doing the fantasy booking to the extent that it's become where it's actually quite competitive and tens of thousands of people watch it and vote on who's the best it sent me down that rabbit hole and i thought you know i've always wanted to write that sci-fi epic i dreamt up when i was 14 so I thought, how how on earth do I do that? And uh, we had to do a plot synopsis of the thing we wanted to write. Well, do you want to go through your first two weeks first? Or uh, you so to... The first week, I just um, it was just like getting to know everyone, and I I misjudged how everything you write is is read out and analysed. 
Well, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 I I see, yeah. He said, like, do some free writing on these stimuluses. And he said, uh, dread. And I wrote down quite an intimate, horrible sexual experience. Just, you know, just... When you said dread, I instantly went judge. No, no, no. I just, like, wrote down that. And uh, just thinking it's free writing. It's not edited. We'll, We'll probably take it home, edit it. No, read it out and i just i read it but i was picking and choosing which bits i was leaving out but it still sounded like an asshole yeah uh but the the week after it's a lovely group of people what sort of age range uh probably i'd say late 20s to mid 30s okay no so it's all about you (coughs) your age rather than like our age yeah mostly chicks as well well they are the most creative Mm. and uh then uh the week after we had to write a poem and they said, you know, I, d- I didn't really want to write poetry, but I thought, okay, I can use this as an exercise to, to work on the big sci-fi thing, right? And uh, I emailed him and I said, I know you want us to write a poem on childhood memories. <laughs> uh, I didn't say this, but that literally has no appeal to me <laughs> in any universe. Can I write one based, you know, to, to try and develop, to use these, to like learn these techniques, but while developing this idea? And he was like, uh, uh, by the way, it's about black holes. And he said, that's absolutely fine. He's a really flexible teacher. Uh, uh, and he said that there's not enough poems about black holes. So he's, he's not wrong. I read the, I, I did the, do you want to hear it? Yeah. Oh, what? Have you got it on you? Yes, yeah, in my Evernote. I would love to hear it. <clears throat> I, I mean, I don't think anyone li- there listens to this, but I think it was the best. Poem. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I, uh, so it wasn't meant to rhyme. Fair enough. But it accidentally sometimes does. Okay. <clears throat> okay. Let me. By the way, me, this me, isn't me, 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 me. This isn't ego. This is more along the lines of you telling everyone your body fat. Because yes. if I do this, it'll hopefully make me do it more. Accountability. Yes. So this is called a never hole. Do you yawn with a mouth so wide, agape, endless night upon your face? None can hear you yawn in space. But you must mourn for a light that once burned bright, a star for planets for life. You killed them, consumed them, took them with you, caved in from duty's weight. Do you glare with your dead black eye at those that lived? Do you lust, a bottomless, envious lust, Forever eating, never completing, a hole, never whole. I think you roar, a deafened, primal roar, because I once heard thunder where sound has no place. Wow. Wow. So that was, so you were talking to the black hole. Yeah, well, it's, it's a character talking to the black hole mm. yes and the black hole obviously never applies these are all projections mm. Mm. it's very good i thought it was I, okay I, 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 that's actually very nice <laughs> i really i mean i'll be honest i don't really understand poetry and i would very i always struggle with it at, at, uh, during english literature when i was doing my a levels and i could never write it so kudos to you man i think that's really impressive it was uh so the limit was 35 lines a lot of people did 35 lines mine's 18 that, that, I think that is a perfect length for a poem. Yeah, I thought just chop it down as much. But yeah. yes, so uh, so it's yeah. I pitched the uh, so this okay. So this is the actual anecdote part. This was this week's, which was yesterday happened yesterday. And I was really I was actually quite nervous about this because 
I'm sure everyone's got that one thing mm-hmm. that they've been they've had in their head forever, like the film or the big epic TV series that you're gonna make, and you've had it since you were a, a teenage boy or girl. And this is my one. And I went in and I, you know, wrote it out. It was a 350 word limit. Again, I was the only one who stuck to that. And uh, I said it and I'm, I'm saying bits and I kind of, I wrote it and it's always been in my head as a semi-serious piece. But it is, it's a, it's essentially a sci-fi action romp with a lot of comedy from the characters. Mm-hmm. But, you know, the, everything beneath is the, is serious. Like, you know, you, you the actual subject matter you treat serious, but yes. you can have a lot of fun yeah, around exactly, that. Yeah. And, uh, so you, treat, you treat the subject matter seriously, but not yourself. Yes. So I would say it was a 20% funny, 80% serious synopsis, because it was mainly just like, this happens, this happens, this happens. And I'm two lines in, and people are laughing at me. <gasps> like, people are laughing, and I'm just like, oh my god. And I just got, like, I just zoned out and just concentrated on finishing it. But I felt like this. I felt like it felt like a massive fart in my stomach. <laughs> like it was just like this awful bloat. And then at the end, I looked up, and everyone had smiles on their faces. And I was like, okay, that wasn't. They're not bad smiles. And they they said it was more. They said it was very Hitchhiker's Guide, which is way wackier than that's, I intended it to be. I was gonna be. say, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's is, that's like a hundred percent. That's comedy. ultimate. That I would I would put that at ten on the wacky scale. Yeah. But that was nice. The, the the best thing was that the teacher sat back and went, "That's a series." Hello, mate. Yeah, and Hello. Was, because it was it was really dense, and I was like, "Okay, that's good." Because I thought I might have to cram it all into one book, but this is you know, it's, there's a lot, so that's nice. Are you actually going to write this? Well, I guess so. Yes, <laughs> mate. Yes, yes. Love it. We need more people so. writing stuff. I'm yeah. convinced my, my wife's writing something at the moment. I'm trying to push her to write mm. more of it as well. This is good stuff, man. This is good stuff. And I'm looking forward to reading it when it's published. Yeah. Self-published through WrestleTalk Press. <laughs> <laughs> but that doesn't matter. It's still published. Yeah, yeah. You can, you can put a blog out. Uh, so, yes, I don't really know how I'm going to proceed from here. I guess. Well, how many more lessons have you got? Or classes Two more. Got? Two but more. But I'm going to pitch to everyone because it is very local to me that we just continue meeting up. Oh, I like that. Good, mm. yes. I like it. So like two hours a week. Because it is really useful. Like, I wouldn't do any of this if it wasn't for having to sit in front of everyone and read stuff out. Yeah, totally. Like, when I, so when I was, uh, when I used to work at a telecommunications company, let's let's put it that way, mm. there was, uh, in a creative writing sense, I was writing co- co- uh, copy for websites. Yeah. And we would get together because that's very much like a formulaic company does this this that, and the other we, so we all got together as like these creative minds to kind of like have our little creative output but i was just i was not the, the right guy because they were all like writing poetry and what i would mm. say writing proper things whereas i only really like writing non-fiction yeah and it's i was felt very com- very uncomfortable handing people these things being like yeah i've i've written this non-fiction thing it's not really creative writing i don't mm. think but can i still be part of your group because i really like yeah, coming yeah. here because it helps me like write stuff and, and they I, were totally fine they would have been totally well they, fine they were friends like, of mine anyway yeah. so like they were they were kind of fine with it um but yeah then they would like do their proper stuff and i'd be like oh no you're you're way better at this than no than but man like this is this is great like a, a writing group is something that's really cool to be a part mm. of yeah, well, they they haven't said yes yet. I haven't asked them, so I hope. Well, I I think that 
I think that you. I think they will. I've got. I've got ah. a good feeling about it, man. Cool. Good for you, dude. Yeah, we'll see where it goes. Maybe um, I'll release short stories in some version. Well, maybe just on, to, just to A B test stuff. Maybe on Ramble Club. Maybe one month we won't do Big Apple Takedown. <laughs> no, we'd you'd we'll do... rip my story apart. <laughs> we'll do your story. I'll be the I'll be the reader, and then <coughs> oh you, god, you can be like the sounding board. That sounds uh, that's. The, like my worst night <laughs> <laughs> but that's all we've got time for today unless you you've got anything else um no i don't think so um, i've said an exciting email but um yeah, apart from that not really oh well you can tell me off air uh we will see you on maybe monday for a bit of dominion chat if not we will see you on tuesday as usual for raw and it's coming it's money in the bank week oh, of course it is yeah but we'll see you then take care i love you goodbye Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.